Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids, you're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Emperor Clan Pilgard coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio this evening, this July 4th weekend. I hope everybody's enjoying their vacation. I'm sure everybody should be on vacation now, uh, a nice four-day weekend. I hope everyone's out there barbecuing like I've been the last couple days. So, uh, well, welcome to the Emperor's Court. Okay, like I said, this is the Emperor. So, actually, I, I just dropped my notes all over the floor, so... Oh my god, I'm flying without my notes. At any rate, ladies and gentlemen, here's how you get in contact with me this evening. If you wish, you can get in contact with me that AIM. Uh, that's AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP1G. If you'd like to join us in IRC, you can join us on IRC.WowIRC.com and Channel 1G. Uh, I know it's kind of a last minute. We've debated actually about canceling the show since it was the July 4th weekend. Uh, we decided to go ahead and go with it, so... Uh, it's kind of a last minute thing. This will be an abbreviated show. We're only going until 8 p.m. this evening. Uh, later tonight from 7 to 8 p.m. I normally go to 8.30. I understand that. However, I'm sure as all of you know, there are fireworks tonight. A lot of people are doing a lot of things, including myself. So this will be an abbreviated show. Also, programming note, next week, July 10th, there will be no live Emperor's Court. I will be out of town at a business golf outing, so I will not be here, so I will not be able to do the show. I will try to get a show taped and put it in the archive for you to download later. Uh, don't forget, folks, that this broadcast is powered by RadioLinkNet.com, the new radio station that we're uh, building between uh, it's a nice joint venture between Clan1G and BlizzLink.com. So, what is on topic for this evening? A bunch of stuff. Uh, people want to know what the IRC was. Sorry, it is IRC.WowIRC.com. We are in channel 1G. If you wish to join us this evening, what is on tap for tonight? Uh, we have Blackwing Lair and what it means. I want to talk to a couple people. I'm hopefully talking to some people that have actually done it. I don't know anybody personally who have been able to get into Blackwing Lair, um, but it is something that's been on the test realms. Um, obviously, we have my prediction to go over that I made last week about when Blackwing Lair would be released. We will hit on that. Uh, some battleground strategies I want to get over. Uh, 1.6 or one, yeah, 1.6 patch notes and what it means. A couple things that I like, a couple things that I don't like. I want to go into depth a little more on that. Uh, some class balance issues and if we have time. Uh, we got to do the story segment, a couple other things. So we have a lot to get to, not a whole lot of time. So uh, let's jump right into it. They actually had a very busy week, actually. Now the Baron Von Ghost is in the house this evening, but I don't think you're going... You're not going to be on the air tonight, are you, Baron? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, at any rate, uh, it's not accessible even on the test realms? Now, that's interesting, because I thought Galvin saying, before we getting started, saying that Blackwing Lair, he believed that it was not uh, accessible. Now, that's weird, because I thought I read in the general forms that it was accessible. In fact, let me see if I can pull it up and see if it's still here. I thought it was. I could be wrong. I missed a steak dinner, by the way. Yes, I, I, I know. I will have to barbecue that steak later. Actually, I'm not going to barbecue just cook it up. Public test realm patch notes 1.6. Let's see if I can bring this up. Blackwing Lair released. Blackwing Lair can be found at the very height of Black Rock Spire. Patch notes, client. Okay, so that's just the... Patch notes. Let's see, where's the test realm stuff? Test realm patch notes 1.6. We'll see it's on there. 
Below are the official patch notes for 1.6 version of public test realms. Public test realms. Please be aware that the period notes are not the final patch notes and are subject to change. It is therefore in the dark recesses of uh, Mountain's Peak that the fairy has begun to unfold as final stages was planned. Blah, 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 blah. Blackwing Lair is a max level 40. Blackwing Lair is not accessible during the... Shut up, all of you assholes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess it is not uh, accessible during the... Thank you. Uh, both, yeah. Thank, thank you. I didn't read that too well. I got kind of crossed out on my notes. All right, well, this show is off to a rousing start. I've already screwed up in the first ten minutes. First five minutes. First five minutes. Thank you for correcting me, producer lady. Why the hell are you here? You're fired. So there's that. It's been a very good week, actually. Kind of things off topic. Anybody see War of the Worlds? I know this has absolutely nothing to do with the World of Warcraft, but if you've not seen the movie, go see it. It's decent. They're lying to you. No. Don't believe the notes. But definitely go see the movie. I mean, Steven Spielberg may be the closest thing to a neo-communist there is, and let's face it, Tom Cruise pretty much actually believes that we're going to be invaded by aliens at some point. So, but, but it's still a good movie. It's very well, it's very close to the book, very close to the original 1950s version. I thought I liked it. Uh, I thought I liked it. I loved it. It was actually pretty cool. Mystic Mim liked it. Uh, so a couple of us, we, we enjoyed it. I will point out a couple things. First being that Tom Cruise throws like a woman. You know exactly what I'm talking about. If you watch uh, the scene where he's actually playing catch, trust me, he is a freaking woman. He throws like with this half kind of push, shot put type of thing. It's kind of annoying. Not surprising though. You think with a guy that's you know that masculine that he throw like a man, but he doesn't. It's lead sauce. Yeah. And there are officially no new ideas left anymore in Hollywood. I saw seven previews while waiting to see this damn movie. Six of them were remakes. Bad News Bears, King Kong, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, etc., 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 etc. Bewitched. Not really sure why Bewitched was in there for a movie like that, but it is. Kind of disappointed in that. What happened to the originality? I guess this does kind of tie into. Uh, does kind of tie into World of Warcraft. I mean, the originality just isn't there like it used to be. Charlie and Chocolate Factory is a remake of Willy Wonka. Pop-Tart Sale is saying Charlie and Chocolate Factory is not a remake. It's an addition. No, it's not. It is a remake. It is a remake of Willy Wonka. It's the freaking same thing. Kiss me saying the actor sucked a laugh and the girl said, Are they terrorists? Yeah, I'm surprised that Spielberg put him in there considering he's not... He doesn't believe in terrorists. At any rate, folks, let's get to it. All right, so Blackwing Lair is not accessible. Well, that explains a lot of stuff, so I'll just cross it right off the patch notes there. No wonder I haven't been able to find anybody who knew, although quite a few people swore that they knew. Speaking of which, if you remember about a week ago, I predicted, actually a couple weeks ago, I predicted this past Tuesday's uh, maintenance patch, This uh, the maintenance section would have the patch coming in. I get partial credit. I wasn't right about the whole thing precisely, but I didn't get partial credit. The actual patch wasn't put in, but the test run patch was. So, I kind of get, I get partial credit. The terrorists. Alright, well they're off and running the terrorists in the IRC channel. I'm not even going to... Yes, I, thank you. Alright, well now they're talking about movies, so I uh, see I've derailed it all the way in, uh, just into it. So, this will be one of those off-the-wall shows, ladies and gentlemen. This is the last-minute edition thing. Like I said, we consider canceling it because it is the uh, July 4th weekend. Everybody's barbecuing everybody. I mean, myself, as you heard Baron say, I just missed a steak dinner, which sucks. Such is my dedication to the game and to my listening audience. I actually decided to do the show instead of eating steak. But rest assured, following the 8 o'clock hour when the show is over, I will eat that steak. It is as good as done. Yeah. A couple strategies for Battlegrounds. I, I've been trying to play a lot more uh, uh, Capture the Flag as of recently. Uh, I've been trying to get more of a feel. Because, you know, I just I deliberately had not been playing uh, Capture the Flag, me personally, for the simple fact that I wanted epic battles. I want, I mean, this is supposed to be Warcraft, not, you know, a remake of Quake and every other game that had Capture the Flag. I'm not interested in, in capturing a flag for points. I'm interested in killing people and actually, you know, doing objectives, moving towards building an army, you know, like you know, sneaking into the Alliance uh, uh, backfield, you know, harvesting the Ramhides, running back to Horde territory and releasing a cavalry charge, or getting the Wing Commanders for, you know, a, a barrage while... Uh, an air air assault or what have you, that type of thing. Taking out towers, taking out NPCs, and that, that is aggravating. And I could see why Blizzard is actually starting to go ahead and, and review that part. 
uh, of the NPCs, when you take a certain place in the battlefield, what they're considering is removing the NPCs or at least dampening how many actually spawn. Because it doesn't make a whole of a lot of sense. If I destroy the enemy's tower, why are their NPCs continue to respawn? I'm tired of getting shot in the back when I'm advancing on the Alliance territory. You know, I take a graveyard and my troops get posted there. Well, that's great. Well, how come it's the only place surrounded by Alliance territory that we control or have destroyed that have Alliance NPCs? To me, that just didn't make any sense. And I, I can agree. I can see why a lot of people are complaining about that. I, I do too. I think there's a lot of them. I think that it's ridiculous that there's that many. They, they, should be da- they should be dampened. And, you know, in all honesty, Blizzard is obviously addressing this fact. Battlegrounds is just... You can't help but think that they just kind of rushed it out there. I mean, even Tyre makes a, makes a comment here in the general forums uh, earlier in the week um, about somebody saying, well, what about the queue list, and what about you know this, that, and the other? And he said, well, we're looking into a couple different ways to alleviate the queue system as it is uh, for Alterac Valley and for a capture flag, for the battlegrounds in general. And, of course, the question was, also, was immediately brought up, well, if you're adding more battlegrounds to it, isn't this going to split how many people are playing what battlegrounds? I mean, the problem is we can't get the games off the ground as is because we have we have a lack of players. Yeah, hang on, I'm addressing a something on there. There we go. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm I'm on the air. That's that's all right. People ask, is there a show tonight? Is there a show tonight? Is there a show tonight? Yes, there's obviously there is a show tonight. I can see why a lot of people didn't think there was going to be one, but there is. At any rate. The biggest problem right now is Battlegrounds is not just a queue system, but trying to get enough people interested to actually play the damn game. And they're saying, and they're going to address it. They gave no information as to how they're going to address it. Now, Katie had said two weeks ago that they were looking to give some kind of incentive for people to play Battlegrounds. You know what? I think right there is a problem. And, and I said last week, I'm, I'm all for giving incentives for playing Battlegrounds. But the thing was, the entire incentive for playing was the Battlegrounds themselves. Remember, this is supposed to alleviate the issue of, you know, ganking the lobbies, which can, you know, still goes on frequently. At least on, on Mag Third, and there's a couple places that I still don't even farm. I don't go to Felwood anymore. Even if there's level 50s, 51s, 53s, 54s, they're usually in groups of two or three, and I just don't have enough mana to kill them all. And I don't have running for my life most of the time. You know, Terra Mill, by and large, isn't as bad as it was. There are still people that are fighting there. There's still ganking going on. You know... They're still. I mean, it didn't alleviate the problem the way they'd expected it to, or at least as much. I'm trying to think. Who was the Kitty Safe suggested we have a Live Nine concert? For those of you who do not know, Live Eight concert is these, these concerts going on worldwide that's supposed to raise awareness for poverty in Africa. You know, because people in the world aren't aware that Africa is a starving continent. Apparently, this is news to people. I wasn't aware of this. I thought everybody already knew it was a given. Anyways, what she was saying, or he was saying, I don't know what the hell you are. It was saying that we should have a Live 9 concert to raise awareness for the battlegrounds and the plight of the lobbies getting ganked everywhere. While funny, I would definitely like to see a Live 9 concert rather than BlizzCon. Yes, BlizzCon is a gaming festival, in case you had not known, if you had not heard. They're doing... My radio just cut out. <laughs> Still dealing with those technical difficulties we had last week. Yeah, BlizzCon apparently is a gaming festival that Blizzard's holding, uh, and this was one of the suggestions. Instead of going to a convention that Blizzard's holding for their game, that we held this concert uh, for the plight of the lobbies. <laughs> Egg, Egg, EG Football saying the only reason people are ganking in Terra Mills is because we can't get it uh, Ultrac Valley up. And Terra Mill is the same zone as Alterac Valley. And, but you're right, and that's my point. I mean, if you can't get Alterac Valley going, then, yeah, you know, I guess you got to fight somewhere. <laughs> People are like, what happened? What happened? You know, I know I'm, I'm muted. I, I, The thing came loose. That happens, folks. This isn't the $80 microphone. I'm actually using a, uh, a separate microphone. Actually, I'm on a different PC, too. I'm, I'm kind of doing this on location from... 
the in-laws. So if this isn't coming through quite clearly or as well as it normally does, and that's kind of why I'm out of whack is because I'm actually doing it in a room that's not quite the studio that I'm used to. I'm actually doing this actually in a spare bedroom where the computer is. Oh, spare bedroom. Not very professional. Well, that's what happens, folks, when you're away from the studio and you're about... 45 minutes from where I'm used to being when I'm casting the uh, show here. So, hey, I do what I can where I am. Which is the only reason why we're only, uh, which is why we're only doing, uh, going till 8 o'clock. EG saying, well, it's only a 30 second run from Terra Mill to Alterac Valley. I, I know, I understand that, but. But the lobbies are still getting ganked. I mean, that, that really hasn't alleviated the problem. I don't know that you really can at this point. I, we've already discussed. Ad nauseum, a lot of the different uh, things, different ideas we could go through to try and alleviate, you know, the different uh, lobbies being, being ganked. To me, it's more of a concern, not so much on the PvP, but on the role-playing and, and the normal uh, servers. I mean, come on, folks. If you're on a player's player server, you're going to get raped. It's just the way it is. You knew that coming in. You knew that when you signed the dotted line to create a character on a PvP shard. That's just the way it is. I have a level 30 I have a level 30 character... I get killed all the damn time running through Stonetail Mountain, running through Terran Mill, running through Ashenvale, etc. Galvin's saying without the studio heat. Actually, it's just as hot in this, yeah, just as hot in this room that is in the studio at home. <laughs> Kiss me, I don't really give a damn where you broadcast. Well, I don't think most people do either because it comes across just fine, you know, as information over the internet. Yeah, I'm looking at that. There is one thing that I like. It's a 1.6 edition, and this, I think, is critical, and this is huge. Now, remember, we've been saying since the honor system was announced, the biggest hole in the honor system was that even for a casual a casual player, you would have to grind your ass off to try and get enough points on the ladder system to be able to hold epic gear or get your complete set of, of, uh, of superior armor, that type of thing. Now, this has been alleviated. This is interesting. Fangtooth posted, saying the honor system reward items rank requirement will now be based on a character's highest lifetime rank rather than the character's current rank. What this means is... Since I was a legionnaire, I'm now a bloodguard because I took two weeks off of not really of playing a whole lot of Warcraft, you know, or certainly not player versus player. All right, I lost a rank in two weeks' time. I will be able to use all my gear up until legionnaire rank because that is I held that at one point. Now, what it doesn't say is I don't know if it's the highest lifetime rank since the patch went in or the highest rank since the honor system went in. That's the question. Schizophrenic says, do the people complaining about being ganked all the time either re-roll on a normal server or develop a paranoia complex? Well, that should come with the territory. But, you know, that's pretty much what I'm saying. You know what's coming. You're going to be fighting for your life. You're going to get your head kicked in. Just remember that when you get a chance down the road when you're the level 60 to kick the shit out of people that you don't like that are, you know, 40 levels below you. The problem is when level 60s get bored, they start taking it out on the small guys. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, this is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard, and you are listening to the Emperor's Court here on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network, powered by RadioLinkNet.com. If interested, we are still looking for on-air talent. Please apply to RadioLinkNet.com. There's a couple applications there. Please fill them out. Send them in. We'd appreciate it. Yes, I will now. So we have another contest song, too. We'll get to that later. You know, I'm, I'm being shoved information here as I'm talking. Kitty Safe says, I think the solution is to, re is to create repercussions that have worldwide ramifications. No, I disagree with that. And this is another thing that, that's, a, that's been an ongoing debate. It's an ongoing uh, controversy. The way to stop people from ganking is to put in uh, a hammer system. Basically, you screw up, we drop the hammer. You screw up enough times, we drop the hammer so much that you're done. I disagree with that, especially in a player versus player server. You know what? If you think about it, if you want to look at it cynically enough, or in a way, it's kind of a strategy. The best way to keep the opposing faction down from getting more level 60s than you is to prevent them from leveling up, putting as many roadblocks in the way as you can. If I continue to kill people in Stranglethorn Vale, it takes them that much longer to complete their quests. Granted, I don't get anything from it, but you know what? My overhead cost is very little because I'm a mage. I don't, I, mean, I don't have to pay for arrows. I don't have to pay for repair bills like warriors and everybody else does. You know, I cast my spells, I kill a couple guys, get on my epic, and then run like hell. In a way, you're preventing the other the other faction from getting more players than you. And let's face it, as the Horde, you've got to have any advantage you can get. 
we have to prevent more people from climbing the Alliance ranks. And while I see fewer and fewer playing on uh, players playing on Mac Theridan every single week and every single night that I'm on, the fact is there's still more Alliance than there are Horde. You know, actually, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Is it is it me? Or does anybody else notice we're seeing a lot less people on our on our servers? We're not seeing as many faces. I know it's a bitch to try and get Alterac Valley going. Schizophrenic says it's no different than creepjacking in Warcraft 3. It's the same concept. You wait for your opponent to make a move, then you jump him and kill him. They're discussing demonology here on the IRC channel. To me, it just seems, and I've, I've been watching, I've been paying attention. MacDerdin used to be a high population server. And I've, you know, when I get a chance, I check different kinds of the day just to see. I've seen it go into high population once. Once in the last two weeks. It's been medium population most of the time. And I guess that's the question. Are enough people quitting this game? Is this game losing its luster to enough people now? Are even the fanboys, if not at least ba if not Bastion Blizzard, at least getting bored? And then when you think about it, it makes sense that Blizzard doesn't want to give out Blackwing Lair for a couple different reasons. One, because you don't want you know people getting used to it, enjoying the content before it becomes a real patch, because then all of a sudden the the, uh, the shine and the interest of that has worn off. And the second thing is you don't want people getting a practice with it, so by the time it's released, they already have a system in place, you know, a rhythm they can do, and start beating you know, Blackwing Lair over and over and over and over and over and over again. But you got to make more content than just level 40 raid instance. And we can talk about this week after week after week. And, and You know what? And it's not going to change anytime soon. It's just not. So I suppose we should probably stop talking about that. But I'm not. I mean, it, it needs to be brought up. It needs to be discussed. I'm looking at the different things. I actually, I just happened to take a jaunt on the World of Warcraft forums just for the hell of it. And I'm seeing the different uh, different things now, uh, our different posts. 648, Alterac Valley down, Molten Core down, Alterac Valley down, Alterac Valley down, Molten Core doesn't work. What is with the Molten Core that keeps crashing? Is Blizzard trying to prevent people from getting a lot of epic items? Or are they trying to prevent farming now by crashing the server? Not being cynical. Pop-Tart Sales says, but you can't add more raids outrolling 40 people is hard enough. 80 would be big trouble, I think. Well, it's I'm not saying they need to have 80-man raids to for more content. I'm saying they should have things that are smaller for the more casual gamer. And again, we've discussed this. If, if you're interested, folks, you can go ahead and download the archives. We're much better than what I'm delivering to you right now. But going back to my original point was the 1.6 edition where people are allowed to use you know, the highest level of PvP they can. Uh, to me, it's a lot more fun it's a lot more practical to try and work for my uh, PvP gear set, my superior armor set, than it is to do all the instances to try to get my magisters. Or, God forbid, I should try and do the Arcanists. Arcanist is the epic set for four mages. Being a level 60 mage, that's what I'm shooting for. I already have four of my six pieces as far as the PvP set goes. Now, I will say the weapon that you get if you get uh, Warlord or thereabouts or Field Marshal or whatever the equivalent epic thing is to get your epic item for a mage blows. It's like 20 intelligence and 25 stamina. Yeah, That may sound like a lot, but I got a sword and an offhand item that gives me more than that as it is right now. And my sword freaking blows. EG Football saying... Uh, Clan ATR just killed uh, Domo Ragnar and Ragnaros, and then they were looting, and Molten Core crashed, and the GM didn't give them the items. Well, you know, and that's been happening a lot too. In fact, looking at uh, just paying attention to the uh, World of Warcraft forums for the last couple days, actually over the last week and a half, let's be honest, I've seen the same thing. You know, a couple people have completed Molten Core, or they've just finished it, and all of a sudden it crashes, and of course the GMs don't give don't give the items. Well. I'm not entirely sure what it is that they expect that to do. Very funny. <laughs> there we go. If anybody asks, I made fun of Dervish on the air. No, that means absolutely nothing to you folks, but trust me, for the, a couple of you who, who do get it, it is funny. I like this because I think it's going to increase people's interest in playing uh, the PvP, PvP at least for a while, because they're going to want to climb those ranks as fast as they can. 
or as much as it can. In 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 a way, it's also going to help because once you get Warlord or High Warlord or whatever, you already have the items for life. You do not have to continue to grind and play Capture the Flag hour in, day in, weekend, etc. Because you no longer have to stay on top of the pile in order to keep your gear. So those people will begin to slack off and other people will be able to jump into that spot. So it's giving more people the ability to get those epic items. Is it easy? Hell no, because you're still competing against a couple thousand people to get that far. You know, get that far. But at least you get to see progress. At least you get to take it at your own pace. To me, it's a lot more convenient to do that to play what I want to by hopping into CTF or hopping into All Track Valley, supposing it's available, and making a run, you know, at the player's player. If nothing else, at least I'm only going to get a couple pieces of, of my set, as opposed to zero. And I know a lot of people, both personally and, you know, through the game, that want to do instances, but just don't have the time, or don't have the ability, or don't have the patience. This is a different alternative. And I think allowing people to actually keep their gear, to me, is a step in the right direction. That's two things that Blizzard that I've mentioned today that Blizzard's doing that I that I appreciate and that I think will work. Easy football is still railing about the GMs not giving them items. And you know what? And I agree. I agree that they should. That when you do the work, you should get the loot. But at the same time, the game masters don't give a damn. Folks, if you haven't realized this fact yet, realize it now. They don't give a damn. They get paid the same whether you're happy or whether you're not. If it's something simplistic, they'll help you. If it's something that requires a great deal of effort or something that has to be changed, they won't care. They get paid just the same. A couple of questions being asked right now on the IRC channel is, what about alchemy? Being an alchemist, this hits me pretty hard. They haven't, I don't know if they've added one single recipe to alchemy since the game came out. Now, I know they've nerfed a couple things, which was ridiculously stupid, like Restored of Elixir. Alchemy hasn't gotten dick, and I hate it. High-level alchemy, even if you want to do flasks, let's face it. Flasks are just simply not worth the time, the trouble, or the cost. Yeah, I like having extra hit points for two hours. But you know what? It's a lot easier for me to get a fortitude from a buddy priest, or get Mark of the Wild from, like, Mecha Hawk, who's our druid. And that gives me almost as much. And I get intelligence points, too. Rather than using that kind of alchemy, uh, that kind of potion. Phantom Power saying, well, only recently engineering actually became useful. And that's true. But at least they're getting something different. You know, engineering became useful, at least in PvP, um, has had recipes, you know, added. Uh, blacksmithing had, has had some things tweaked. Tailoring... I don't know that tailoring's gotten a whole lot. I know alchemy's gotten exactly dick. We've got nothing. But I don't want to have to travel all the way to Skolomance to make the, the flasks. That supposing I find the recipe, and, and again, they're not worth the cost that comes into making them. Yeah, even Norris is in here from my client who's an alchemist, saying the exact same thing. It's just not worth it. I'll tell you what, alchemy helped me buy my epic mount. I mean, that got me nine-tenths of the way there. And you want a couple tips? I'll give you a couple tips, especially now that engineering is important. You people out there, the best way to do it is goblin rocket fuel. Pick it up, make it. That is going to make you a fortune. 75 silver to uh, 1 gold per barrel. You farm. It's, it's real easy. You go and you farm the pirates. Hey, Baron. You go and you farm the pirates at uh, uh, Stranglethorn Vale. And maybe go to the Badlands and get some fire, fire bloom. That's it. It's simple. Throw it together, put it on the auction house. Guaranteed sale. And I'll tell you, here's another one. Here's a key tip. All right? It's kind of an offshoot of what we were discussing, but this is important too. Mid to low level alchemy is a money making machine because people, especially when they're getting bored in the game, which they are now, are re rolling and creating lower level characters. You know what? That level twenty five rogue still needs those tough and leather gloves. You know, especially if they're making if they're making tailor, which means they need uh, elixirs of defense. Yeah, from the run, the volatile rum, yes. Elixir defense. I'm selling two elixir defense for one gold. Uh, you know, and I'm selling them as, for as many ingredients as I got. You know, uh, greater healing potions, normal healing potions, you know, greater mana potions, you know it. Rom, it's spelled rum, R-U-M. Apparently you don't drink or spell very well. I know, I, I, it's not really addressing the fact that we need new recipes and new things, but it does, well, it is a nice little tip over there to make some money, especially if you're working towards level 40 mount, since you're going to be out in the areas that they're, they're generating, uh, where you're able to get ingredients to. Also, swiftness potions. Folks, that's worth, they're worth a fortune because everybody in Capture the Flag wants Swiftness Potions. 
you can sell them hand over fist for as much ingredients as you can harvest, you can sell them. Trust me, go to your auction house, I bet you'll see them. But you know what? Pay attention. See who, if anybody's selling frost oil. See if anybody's selling elixirs of defense. See if anybody's selling Goblet Rock and Fuel. I bet you. And you know what? I'm on a server of a couple thousand horde players. I'm the only one in the last week who's made this stuff. And I'm selling it because people need it. And there's not enough al alchemists out there who bother or who are paying attention. They get into the, in, they get into the uh, mindset that once they're higher level, all of a sudden, nobody else is interested in those level, lower level potions. Either they can't be bothered or they think that everybody else is like them at level 50 or 60 or whatever. Kispy says, I'm from Finland. Give me a break. It's 2 o'clock in the morning here. Damn, son, that's hardcore. Well, Kispy gets a huge shout-out. He's from freaking Finland. Wow. Well, thank you for tuning in. Either you've got insomnia or you must really like me. I'm not sure which is better. <laughs> a Swithin's Potion recipe is kind of rare. Yeah, it is. I would like to see some things, some things done for alchemy, though. I'd like to see a bone thrown to us. I mean, to me, that's the least of the problems I think the game has. Jesus, kitty safe. You got a level 34 shaman, a level 60 priest, and a level 40 rogue? Damn! Goddamn! <laughs> you play a lot, I guess. If he starts talking, then you're going to worry. Nora says, I make money his other way. I know, but whoring yourself out is not the way that I would recommend people to make money. No offense, I've seen your character. It's butt ugly. <laughs> I suppose you really can't make a undead uh, male look attractive. Then again, I don't know that you should find anything in this game attractive, but I know there's a lot of you people out there who have overactive libidos and <laughs> inactive social skills, so... Yikes. Or he just sets a schedule to play U.S. primetime. So I suppose that's possible. Should be careful what I say. The Australians will riot. Well, what do you mean the Finnish guy is playing at the U.S. prime times? Give us our own server. I'd like the Aussies to get their own server. If nothing else, in the shut them up. Now, nah, come on. I've been supporting the Aussies since day one. I think they should have their own servers. I mean, I I think that the people should be able to play where they want, kind of like an Ultima used to be. If I wanted to play in the Japanese servers, I could. I didn't understand where they were saying, but that wasn't really the point. I could play there. You know, if I want to play in the German servers or the, I don't think the French have servers. I think they just quit. Anyways, if I wanted to play on the British servers or what have you, you have that ability. You, you can't do that in World of Warcraft, which is kind of annoying. And I think a lot of Aussie players would miss that fact. I think there's, I don't know there's enough to actually make one or two servers and have enough population to make it worth it, to be honest. Let's not more go adding adding more servers to the pile here when Blizzard can't keep the ones they got up running. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at 7.30. I got I to gotta get a break in here and... Uh, Get some uh, water from my throat. It's kind of dry in here. Anyways, folks, we are going to 8 o'clock this evening. I know it's an abbreviated show. My apologies, but it is the July 4th weekend. I've got stuff to do. You've got stuff to do. We've got fireworks tonight. People want a barbecue. I've already missed out on a steak dinner, which I'm not happy about. That's okay. I will cook that steak up real good after uh, the show here. So uh, here's the couple commercials. Nothing new on the commercial front, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully in a couple weeks we will have those. Uh, remember, there is no show next week. I am out on a golf outing for uh, business golf outing. I will not be in town. Uh, also, real quick, stay uh, stick around for the end of the show. We have the fifth contest song, the $10 contest song. We also have a winner for the fourth contest song from the previous week. I will announce both the song and the winner, uh, as well as the new song later in uh, the next segment. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I'll kick you to break here. Uh, keep it right here at the Clanfield Guard Island Gaming Raider Network, powered by RaiderLakeNet.com. Hey folks, this is Emperor here for Chinese Gold Farmers of Azeroth. Chinese Gold Farmers would like you to waste your hard-earned money on valueless online currency. Buy your level 40 mount, or the best armor and weapons to fight the opposing faction for as little as $300 American. Sure, it's illegal, but that never stopped us before. That's Chinese Gold Farmers of Azeroth. Putting the chink in your enemy's armor. Mystic Mim here to talk to you about a worldwide web epidemic. Every day, thousands of noobs flood online games and chat rooms, annoying and pissing off the rest of us. By donating five cents a day to Adopt a Noob, we can keep thousands of 12 year olds offline. Adopt a Noob will send porn to your adopted noob's parents' email under your noob's name guaranteeing he'll be banned from the internet for good. Please, help us help you by adopting a noob. 
help keep the Internet moron-free for just pennies a day. Thank you. You've seen all those reality TV shows like Survivor, Amazing Race, and Amish in the Big City. So here comes the newest TV reality smash hit, American Immigrant. Twelve illegals will be selected from the L.A. County Jail and will run through a gauntlet chased by real INS agents. They will then compete by picking fruit in a migrant farm, then pass a rigorous English test. The winner will receive his green card and full welfare rights. Tune in Saturday night for American Immigrant. Ladies, are you tired of getting peed on by your peon? Want to make your grunt grunge and pleasure? Then you need Musk of the Horde, a new perfume by Klein Calvin. Simply add a touch to your battle axe to get his attention. Ooh, be so horny. Add some to your neck to excite him. Mmm. And bathe in it to take him to the peak of ecstasy. We're about to climax! Get Musk of the Horde in Nordstrom's of Agrimar. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're listening to the Emperor the Cat Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. So don't turn that dial. We'll be back. It's all about the game. And how you play it. All about control. If you can take it. All about your death. And if you can play it. It's all about pain. And who's gonna make it? I am the game. You don't wanna play me. I am control. No way you can shake. This is the Winers. Oh, I am the game. No, I'm not. Seriously. I almost just ran into another uh, into the Winers segment. Oh, but I caught it just in time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming to you from, well, well, I'm in Cleveland. I'm just on the other side of Cleveland, from the east side of Cleveland tonight. Uh, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court here on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network, sponsored and powered by RadioLinkNet.com. Now, previous to the uh, going into the break, we we're discussing. Uh, don't forget the contest uh, song is coming up at the end of this segment. We are going to eight o'clock uh, again. People may ask, "What about Amp? You're not doing the show next week. Will there be a tape delay?" Yes, I will tape a show probably Friday afternoon, uh, and it will air. Well, and it won't air live. But it'll be put on the archives sometime Saturday or Sunday. So feel free to go ahead and download that if you wish. More than like, likely, it'll be an abbreviated show since there's no break. We'll probably just skip right through and go right to the content. Uh, there is that. To, excuse me to consider. Um, we're discussing balance issues actually here in the IRC channel. I guess we can jump into that next, uh, as it's still, uh, as that's still a, um, a viable topic. And no schizophrenic, actually, no, I have not. If you've got it, go ahead and send it in. Right. Anyways, uh, we're discussing mages, um, not being necessarily overpowered, or at least I am off to the side with a couple different people. Uh, but they asked me what my opinion is of mages being that I'm a mage. By and large, I think mages have it all right. We're certainly not the worst one. In fact, this should be the question. We'll do this question for uh, July the 17th. Shit, I'm at the, I'm at the Indians game that week. Uh, damn. I'll figure that out. Okay, for the next show, the next live show, here's the question that's going to be. is um, Which of the classes do you think needs the most help? Still remaining. Taking into account the 1.6 patches, so considering warriors and warlocks are getting some attention, whether enough, whether it's enough or not, that's what they're going to get, and they're going to have to be happy with it. And I know druids have, have been mentioned as being on the top of the list. I don't know how the hell the druids have leapfrog hunters as far as needing some help, but I want to know, and that's the question, the poll question we'll put out to you is, which do you think of the classes, put them in rank from starting to finish, which ones need more help as opposed to the others? All right, Phantom Power saying mages are, happen to be are quite balanced. No, I would disagree. Um, by and large, what I think the mages have a problem with is the fact that our end-level spells blow. They're just revamps of the ones we already had. There's nothing significantly new. All right, if you're a fire mage, you're pretty much screwed because anybody who's everybody at level 60 is going to have fire resistance gear because they're going into molten core. Frost mages suck because we just got everything nerfed again in the at least on the upcoming 1.6 patch. So unless you're arcane, which doesn't deal enough damage to make it worth it, there's really nothing you can do. But you know what? That aside, and there are ways around playing a mage. 
The only thing that concerns me as a mage is the fact that I spend most of my time sitting on my ass drinking water. And you can say, well, at least you get your water free. Well, no, that's not the point. The point is I spend, I figure out of one hour's time playing the game, I spend at least half of the, a half hour of that running, seeing my character's ass, and I spend another 15 to 20 minutes sitting on it, drinking. That is a major concern. They really need to try and address that. And Mage Armor is not the way to go. I don't know anybody who uses Mage Armor. At least in Player's Player, it blows. Ooh, 30% mana regen while I'm casting. Wow, that whole one or two second cast. Ooh, that's impressive. You know what? And that's another problem, too. I, you know, I start to cast a Fireball, and then the guy runs out of my range, and I'm screwed. I start to cast a Frostbolt, and the guy runs out of my range, and I'm screwed. Hunters, they fire, auto they fire you know, automatically. Druids, they fire automatically and instantly. I have a couple spells that are instant. Only one of them has any kind of range. The rest of them are up close and personal. So unless I want to run up to that Arcanite reaping wielding dwarf and throw a cone of cold in his face, I'm pretty much toast. Dogbert saying mages definitely need new spells. I hate feeling like a poly, you know, a poly flame tower on one hand and a water remove curse dispenser on the other. But you know what? And that's that comes with the territory of being a mage. You have to be a 7-Eleven. All right. You have to be a 7-Eleven. You have to uh, dispense water and you have to remove curses. I understand that. However, Polymorph doesn't do dick. Let's be honest. Most of the time I carry Polymorph nowadays, it gets resisted. And especially if I'm in Capture the Flag, Polymorph doesn't do me a hell of a lot of good if that druid's already in a cat form running away with the flag. Somebody needs to tell me what the hell a mage is good for in Capture the Flag other than defense. And even that is meh. Now, see, Pop-Tart's exactly where I was going with this. He says, Mages needs weapon and armors that increase damage a lot. And that is the critical thing. You know, you can get magic armor or, or, or cloth armor that gives you plus 10 or plus 33 or plus whatever to a specific kind of, of, uh, of spell attack. Now, the difference is when a rogue or a hunter or a warrior gets a piece of equipment that gives them plus 1% to, you know, critical damage or plus 30 attack power or whatever... All right, they're still getting stats. They're still getting, you know, agility stats or stamina stats or whatever. If you look at, at the cloth stuff that increases our attack spells, we get nothing. No intelligence points. We get no spirit, no stamina. I mean, no one actually uses the stuff because you're losing uh, enough mana that doesn't make it worth it. The trade-off doesn't work. Norris saying, you don't. he's because he calls bullshit on that, the, the polymorph thing. But whatever. Polymorph does not... I, hey, you know what? If you want to swap characters, I'll let you run around trying polymorph shit for a day and see how many times you get resisted. And secondly, I want to see you try and polymorph a druid who then turns into a, a tiger or a cheetah and then hit her with a frostbolt so then they turn into a panther or then a bear and then they're running away. Or on the lion's side, try doing it to a shaman and or a druid. What I think, what is the most important thing to me as a major, I think, is, is itemization needs to change. They need to add stats to the, you know, the plus damage attack stuff that we get. You know, or the stuff that resists, you know, fire or resists this, that, or the other. I know we're DPS dealers, but you know what? We don't deal as much as you think, or at least we, did, we don't used to, or we don't now, not like we used to. It's a whole different ballgame than you think. And Dogbert says, Mages shouldn't have to sacrifice stats for damage on their equipment, when all the other classes get them both, and that is my point. Phantom Power, no, Polymorph may be PvE, but trust me, it's supposed to be just that important in, in PvP. I don't care how much mana they waste. Norris says, well, how much mana, do you know how much mana a druid wastes doing that? You know how much their mana regen, regen is? Yeah, by and large, I'd say mages are fine. I'd like to see invisibility brought back in some degree, and I'd like to see him fix the water issue and definitely try it. But you know what? It's not just it's not just mages that are screwed as far as the cloth armor goes. It's not just us. It's also priests, not so much to a degree as it is, say, a warlock, because they kind of get hosed too. Paladins, you're another one I think are fine. Paladins, I'm going to be honest with you. Just don't. Stop now. Stop your threads. Stop your screams and your whines and your threats to quit. It's just not going to work. You've got everything handed to you on a silver platter. And you, of course, this show is no different than any other one I've always done as regards to paladins. Alright? It's just not going to happen. Priests, you're another one. Priests, I hope you like the way things are. That's just the way it's going to... Evocation only works once every ten minutes. Innovate works a lot better, I think. Actually, I think it has a lot less, lot smaller cooldown. 
but I think, uh, by and large, priests are done. I think rogues are pretty much done. I think rogues actually need to be scaled back a little bit. I think shamans are done. And I know we're going to be talking about this later, and this is a subject for a later show, and we'll, we'll start that. But I believe it's going to be hunters need work. I don't think druids do. I think druids are already damn powerful. All right, kids be saying paladins suck. How do paladins suck? What is it? What is it that paladins suck at? You tell me. You're invincible to damn there, everybody. You got a range stun ability. You can heal people. You got a free horse. You have a cheaper level, you know, 60 horse. I mean, stop me when you get to the crap. I go toe to toe with the paladin, and chances are I make. I'll, I'll say that. Let, let's be honest. I'll say my odds are 55 to 60 to 40 of beating that paladin. Supposing I've got a potion on me, I have my mana ruby on me, and if I have to, I can use evocation. Because that son of a bitch drains all the power. And you got a 100% heal spell. Thank you. I forgot about that, too. And you want excessive DPS to begin with. Why don't we just give you god mode and just call it even? I mean, that's what we're getting down. Oh, shit, my aim is just filling up with people now. They're getting in on this conversation. Alright, can you say if sailing paladins do not suck? Uh, they're not as bad as people think. I agree. Mechawk's saying that they think he thinks druids need help in one way, faction or another. Uh, Justin Cop or uh, Skiz Frank says they should be like Grievous. Rogue should be like Grievous and have more than two weapons. Alright, EG's saying that paladins suck at PvP. Okay, how do you figure? Since a uh, majority of the Paladins that I happen to know, or um, of, again, of the ones I know, are ranked very well in Player's Player on the Alliance side of Mag Third, and I do know, do know a couple. I mean, anybody that can run into a group of 20 or more or of Horde with their Immunity Shield, pop a Consecration, oh, that's something, you got an AoE spell, and tag all these people and then run out laughing all the way, or heal yourself and run out all the way. To me, that is, is a huge advantage in PvP. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, you give me the immunity shield. Alright? You give me your immunity shield, and I will give you my mana shield, and I'll give you a choice of either Fireball or Frostbolt. You can have either one if you want to do damage. I would make that trade in an instant. For obvious reasons. But <laughs> they suck against druids. Well, let's call a spade a spade. Everything sucks versus druids in a one-on-one. Everything. Alright, Gabe's saying Paladins are fine, it's just that there are a lot of bugs with the class. You know what, and that's fine. And I, Gabe, I would agree with that. There's a lot that needs to be done as far as that goes, as far as addressing bugs in this game. It's not just Paladins in general, but the game in general has to be dealt with. And folks, it's the same thing that I said regarding last week. You can't go as far as looking at this from a one-on-one standpoint. And I said I was starting to drink the Blizzard Kool-Aid as far as that goes, and that they've built this game based on teamwork, not individualism, when it comes to player versus player. Now, from a PvE standpoint, that's a different story. Everything is built towards, or at least with keeping in mind, that you can solo this game if you need to up until a certain point in the game, level 55, 56, or whatever. Player versus player, it's a whole different ballgame. You need an army. You need a team if you want to, you know, uh, uh, do anything of any kind of significance. Now, there are exceptions to the rule. There are people out there of very high rank who don't roll with anybody who are one-man clans. And God bless them. Good, good luck for you. All right, but that is not the majority of the case. That's not the majority of the problem. Not to mention, how often are you walking along the middle of the woods and all of a sudden you come upon somebody, you know, to fight, like a Mortal Kombat thing, just out of the blue, out of the forest, here comes, you know, Lethos the Gay Rogue. All of a sudden, it's me versus Lethos, who immediately goes invisible because he's a pussy and runs. Ha! <laughs> I'm going to get ganked for that one. But the point being, it doesn't... I mean, those one-on-ones, unless you're actually setting up duels, uh, that doesn't happen very often. Alright, EG says he wants Pyroblast. You know what? You can have Pyroblast. I can't remember the last time I used it. I don't use that instant Pyroblast bullshit. I use Combustion. Dogbert saying Paladins are pure defense, but the trade-off is that they have, a, they have to beat a mob on for like two minutes straight. Some people are just impatient. Well, you know what? I can kill a mob in less than two seconds, and then I have to sit down for two minutes and get all my mana back. So, to me, it kind of balances out. Mechog saying Druids are fine for the most part on second thought. Yeah. Tiros saying, I'll give Paladins my death coil for their immunity shield. It has a ten-minute cooldown. It must be better than a five-minute cooldown immunity shield. 
Oh, Lethos isn't in town? Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to tell him to download this later so he hears. <laughs> I'll make sure he hears. Of course, that means I'll be wandering around in Ultrac Valley or walking along in Terra Mill and I'll see at the bottom of the screen, Lethos waves at you, dead. Lethos laughs at you, dead. Him has 48% critical strike ability, whatever the hell he's got. I think that man sleeps in Molten Core. Must be nice. <laughs> no, I think Mages will be alright. I, we need some changes. And I, I tell you what, it does get boring because you can only cast Fireball so many times before it just gets so damn repetitive. I've had to replace my keyboard because my number two key is like pressing to the ground from the Fireballs. Oh, but Abra, why don't you just find it to a different key? Because I don't want to. How about that? Pop-Tart saying, what, hunter, what problems do you think the Hunters have? Well, I think the dead zone is an issue. Now, again, that's, that's controversy. Uh, we can go back and forth as far as that is concerned. Um, for those of you who do not know who Lethos is, he's a, a prominent uh, rogue, alliance rogue on our server uh, who causes us fits from time to time. And he's a regular listener of the show and stops in all the time on the IRC channel. So uh, we've come to know him, and a couple of his guildmates are listening in this evening from uh, their alliance group. So I like to harass him a couple times. They kick my ass regularly if I'm not paying attention. Otherwise, I can, like, blink away and run. <laughs> yeah, I got no problem with it. I got no problem. He's, he's funny. <laughs> Mechawk says, I don't want to hear anybody complain about your fireball key. Why do you complain about the moonfire key? Hey, yours is like a machine gun, man. Mine's got, like, a three or four second cast, and it sucks. Yeah, it has extra range. Yeah, it burns a little more, so... Yes, I know we're running out of time. We have a lot more to do. We only got 10 minutes left in the show. All right, real quick, before we hit the story segment, let's do the uh, contest song. All right, last week we did the contest song. It was for $10. Here's how it works, folks, just so you know. Every week I play a different game. Uh, uh, I don't play a different game, but I play a different song from a game. Sometimes console, sometimes PC. Always good music, but the, here's the catch. You send an email to me at emperorwunchy at cox.net, cox.net. A couple of you people are saying, well, I sent it to cocks.net, and I get bounced back. No, it's Cox. Cox.net. You freaking morons. That's right. A bunch of you guys I'm talking to, you and your fucking jamboree. Anyways, the song last week, uh, we actually had a winner. Spatula Warrior wrote in and said that the, answer, the, uh, the correct answer was Romance of the Three Kingdoms. You are absolutely correct. That song from last week was Romance of the Three Kingdoms. So, Spatula Warrior, uh, you need to send me your PayPal information, and I will send you your $10. Anyways, folks, send me the information, because I'm about to play the song. You send me the name of the game. Uh, send it to my email, emperor1g at cox.net. If you're the winner, I will send you $10 through PayPal, the $10 contest song. If you do not have PayPal, do not waste my time. Do not send me an email, all right? And secondly, if there is more than one winner, I will draw randomly Saturday night at noon, the following Saturday from the show at noon. And we'll announce the winner then. And that person who was randomly drawn will get $10 sent to their PayPal. So, the Special Warrior, warrior congratulations. Yes, it was. Uh, Romance of Three Kingdoms. And a couple of you saying, damn, I was close. I knew it was this, it was that. A couple of you said Dynasty Warriors. Uh, one of you said Kessen, or Kessen 2. You guys had the right idea, the right time frame, the right game company, the wrong game series. So, yes, it was Romance of Three Kingdoms. Anyways, folks, uh, here's the contest story, or contest song number five. Remember, send it emperor1g at cox.net. You have until the following Saturday at noon. So, pay attention. Here it is. That is not going to be an easy one. It's not Mario, dumbass. That is not going to be an easy one. 
as one of the more difficult ones we've had. Just schizophrenic. Raver's Kingdom 4. It's not Uplink. <laughs> Raver's Kingdom 4. <laughs> Go away. Luigi's Mansion. Tron. Very funny, yeah. Uh, Zelda. Yeah, you guys are cute. Anyways, folks, Emperor1G at Cox Dynamic. Go ahead and send your information, your, uh, uh, guesses at the game name there. So, there you go. It's $10 through your PayPal. Conquer's Bad Fur Day? Never played it. Alright, I guess we have time for story time. We got, real quick, I'll get, I'm going to give you a quick story and uh, then I guess we will uh, wrap this thing up. It's story time with the Emperor on the Emperor's Court. Alright, story time. Here we go. I take you back several years, back to the year of 1997. Much like last week's, but it was a different game at the time. This was back when I was actually playing, quote-unquote, professional uh, Quake 1, Capture the Flag. Uh, I was actually playing as 1G was sponsored back then. And uh, we were playing in a tournament, and I forget which one it was. It was not for League of Capture. It was, a, it was sponsored by some gaming company. They were handing out uh, 16-bit uh, graphics, I'm sorry, 16-megabyte graphics cards. Back in the day, they were kick-ass. That's right, 16-megabyte graphics cards. Anyways, that's what we were playing. Everybody on the team would receive 16 uh, these these graphic cards as well as, like, 100 bucks for each team from the company that was hosting this tournament. So we're playing, and we're playing... Uh, this is the semifinals, and I, I think we were going up against... That's right, Clan Raging Chia Pets. I, the reason I remember the story so well is because of the freaking clan name. Anyways, uh, the lineup was me, it was Ginger Spice, a.k.a. Butcher, it was Ghost, and the Pumpkin King. Uh, all of which actually still visit the site from time to time. I think Butcher and uh, Ghost actually play on Illidan. They play with Team Ice. So they actually play World of Warcraft. I haven't seen the Pumpkin King in a while. Anyways, we're getting ready for this thing, and it was being it was on Quake TV, so they were televising it uh, on the internet, because back then you could actually watch the games as they happened, uh, with one guy actually hosting it, from what I understand. I watched it a couple times, it was kind of cool. So we started playing the game. It was uh, McKinley-based, it was CTF-1, the map. And it was very hard fought. Uh, it was about you know, 10 minutes into it. It was 20-minute matches. And it was the best of three. And it was basically... And, and in Quake 1, you go by total points. You get more points for capturing the flag, but you don't necessarily have to to win the game. Now, both teams have captured... I think it was about twice, about 10 minutes in. It was some very quick uh, flag captures. The defense was starting to settle in, and it's just an absolute massacre. It turned into a death match with grapple hooks in the center. Uh, fighting back and forth... And about this time, we kept on, We noticed that the Pumpkin King kept on lagging behind and score, like 50 points behind the next closest guy. And he kept on acting weird, and he wasn't typing, and he wasn't responding. And, you know, we kept on calling him, you know, Jason, what the hell's going on? Why aren't you playing? And so we finally noticed that he stopped moving altogether. And the three of us, uh, me, Ghost, and Butcher, were all in the same room. He was one of our few online uh, clansmates at the time. Uh, by and large, back then, we all played in the same place. It was much easier... Uh, in the Cyber Cafe, which was actually one of our sponsors, which is why we played there. It was a lot easier to turn, you know, and communicate that way or scream and and that type of thing as opposed to having to type down. And you really didn't have internet chat communications like we do now in 1997. You know, we were glad enough just to have ISDN to give you an idea as far as broadband goes. At any rate, he's, his character stopped moving all together for like five minutes, so we thought he was disconnected. And then we noticed his character started spinning, just in place, just spinning. And we're still typing and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Well, then he runs to the center of the map and he starts jumping in the water. Now, in Quake 1, you have a lightning gun. And, much as you do in reality, every time you ignite the lightning gun in water, it electrocutes you and everybody on the opposing team in or near the water, and it blows you up. It shocks you and destroys you. Over the next ten minutes, he proceeds to continue to jump into the water and electrocute himself. Jump in the water, electrocute himself over and over and over and over again. We ended up being, we lost 60-some points because he, he went negative. He actually started killing himself, so we started losing points towards our total. Now, here's the funny thing. Because he kept doing it, he kept on killing so many of the enemy of the enemy soldiers, the four guys who kept on respawning either in the middle of the map or trying to go under the water to get to our base, we actually started gaining points. And he started over and over and over and over and over again. He actually, we ended up being going po positive like 13 it was nuts. So he killed himself like 60-some times in the course of 10 minutes. Lagged the game the shit back then. So we ended the first game, and we actually won it by a couple points. It was ridiculous. Of course, we're screaming. We're pissed because we're playing for money here. I mean, it was only 100 bucks per player. But, hey, that, that graphics card was the bomb. 
so we're trying to figure out, you know, it's a competitive spirit too. We're trying to figure out what the hell's going on with him. We actually call his house, and of course, I get him on the line. I'm like, Jace, what the hell's going on? Uh, what, what's going on? Um, uh, oh, fantastic. He's drunk again. I hung up. I didn't say anything. I just hung up, and and I, I remember uh, uh, Ghost and Butcher and looked at me, and then Ghost was like, what? I'm like, he's drunk again. See, the Pumpkin King isn't an alcoholic. He's just a very proficient drinker. And, and by and large, believe it or not, in most cases, he's actually a better player when he's drunk. So, although you'd think this is the end of the story, it isn't. So the second game begins, and we got spanked hard. Uh, and it was actually, the way the map dropped out, it was CTF1 for both maps, for the first two maps. And then the tiebreaker um, was actually our best map. And we kind of joke because we call it the Emperor's Palace. Uh, because there's actually two castles on CTF5, it's called the Ancient Wargrounds, that oppose each other. So this is our best map. So we're going at it, and it's basically three and four because the Pumpkin King is too busy grappling, running around like a monkey, grappling from the from the uh, ceiling and dropping down and spinning in circles. And the best move he got, he actually started playing, and we figured he either sobered up or he was actually physically trying. So he starts running towards the enemy base, and he's firing away and he's actually killing some shit as he's going. No, this is Quake One, folks. Bear with me here. This is Quake One. So he's he's blaring away, and he's, he must have fragged two or three guys and responding all the way there, grabs the quad in the lava, jumps up, uh, and he's into their base, and he's just beating the shit out of everybody. We're like, oh my god, he's going on a drunken rage or something. Like, master of the drunken fist. Anyways, he gets into the he gets into the, uh, into the enemy base, grabs the flag, he starts to run out, and all of a sudden he starts running into the wall. And his character is just sitting there running into the wall face first. We're like... Pumpkin King, run, go! And we're all typing in fast, and we're all screaming to each other. And his character just running in. All of a sudden, you see this at the top of the screen, you know, laugh out loud. There's a wall in front of me. I can't get around it. And, he's, and his character starts going back and forth, left to right, and he's still running into this wall. Now, the two of us finally catch up with him, and we're defending him so they don't kill him because we're trying to get the flag back to the game. There's only, like, two minutes left in it. And, again, it was a pretty tight-fought tight game. Raging Chia Pets, while they had a weird name, was actually a pretty decent clan. I mean, they had their glaring, you know, problems. They had some really bad points, but I, they played a good defense. So we're trying to get him back to the, the uh, to the flag room. The problem is he's got, I can't get around this wall. The wall's in front of me. And the door was literally on his left. His character, he just wouldn't turn. So eventually we, we agreed, or like, we're going to go hide in the shadows, let him get killed. Then one of us jumps out and grabs the flag. So we do. We run off into the, into the shadows over to the left. And since we're a blue team, we kind of blend in so they couldn't see us. Well, they come running out of the castle on their side. They see him, obviously, running into the wall outside of the bridge, right across from where the bridge is. They put a couple, you know, rockets in his back, and he dies. All right, so as they're going for the flag, we kill the one guy, um, and we we hit the other one. He runs off and grapples away. So I grab the flag, and I take off and running. Normally, I play defense at the time, but I'm running across the bridge. Well, he respawns, and apparently is so pissed that we actually let him die that he grapples my character. Now, this wasn't supposed to happen because they had um, friendly fire turned off. So he grapples my character, and he, he takes off the grapple, and he's stuck to me, and he's got his axe, he keeps hitting me in the head. The problem is he's sitting in front of me, so my screen is blocked, I can't see where the hell I'm going. He's like, give me back the flag, give me back the flag, and he keeps on typing this in, and he starts spamming it uh, throughout the channel. Like, Jesus Christ. So I type in kill, drop the flag, he grabs it, runs it in for the capture, then you know, quick, quietly logs off. We ended up actually physically winning the game, believe it or not. It was great. We won it by like 10 points. And we got the money. We got the uh, uh, the video cards a couple weeks later. I mean, we, we went on and won the finals. Um, he was sober for that game. It was just funny. And then a couple, about a week later, we get a thing in the mail. Uh, and it was a nice little letter. And it was saying, it was a, it, it was had a cute little doggy on it, like a little puppy on the front. And it says, I'm sorry. And then we open it up, up in the inside. He's like, just kidding, I hate you guys. Suck ass. And he had the $100 check in there, and he, and he had mailed it to us. So it was kind of funny. Um, and he said, yeah. And we talked to him later, you know, that night on, online. We were playing for practice. We were getting together for our practice. He's like, yeah, he had a bad day. Broke up the girlfriend, was drunk. Take the 100 bucks. I don't care. Turns out he's rich or something. So, in fact, I don't know if the Pumpkin King listens to this cast. I haven't talked to him in about a year. Drop me a line, buddy. I know you've gone to the site a couple times where you have. You know, feel free to stop it and see me. But uh, yeah, the Pumpkin King was fueled by Miller time uh, on quite a few matches, actually. 
I remember one time he got us banned from the, uh, the Quake World Cup because he was so drunk he went after one of the referees and called him everything. That, I mean, called him a fag, you know, uh, you know, said he he looked like uh, I forgot to give, what the hell was it. I, you know, I'm going to have to ask uh, Butch next time I see him what exactly. He called the referee something, and it got the entire clan banned from uh, the Quake World Cup. It was ridiculous. But, I mean, he went out after one referee, then he left that server, and he jumped into another server of a game that was going on, and jumped in the game and started suiciding, and threw off the score of the game, and lagged the server down. He called the referee some kind of, like, fuckhead, then left, then he went to another one. Schizophrenic saying, what's the latest word on OhioCon? Uh, the latest word is that Highlander uh, 1G is still the convention chairman, and that more than likely I will be broadcasting from OhioCon this January live on location. So, uh, last I heard, that is the plan. If anyone is interested, go to OhioCon.com. O-H-A-Y-O-C-O-N.com. It is a uh, anime-slash-gaming convention here in Ohio. They've got, I think it is 100,000 square feet dedicated to land gaming this time around. It's not uh, too far from Ohio State campus, so you guys in the Cleveland and Columbus area definitely uh, tune in or definitely stop in. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're gonna have exactly what the specifics are. We haven't really hammered that out yet. I just know that I will be there broadcasting live. So definitely, if you're in the area, stop in and see me. Did the pumpkin play? Pumpkin King play RuneScape? No, he didn't. Actually, uh, I think his his real online username is Timogen. It's just when he played Quake. The way when we met him, he was the Pumpkin King. So. Definitely, King, if you're listening, uh, Jason, drop me a line, stop in the site, say hi. It's been a while, I haven't seen you. We're pretty good about actually sticking with the, all the old uh, clan members. Uh, like I said, I know a couple of the guys are playing on Illidan with a different uh, with a different guild, um, but they're they're a hardcore uber guild. I mean, they've done multi-core more times than... I'll insert cool cliche here. They've done it a lot. Uh, I guess Team Ice is something of a machine as far as like, getting that done. So It's fun sometimes reminiscing about the old stories about the old days. Back when I was a gamer and things were a lot more simple. When we had words like LPB and HPB and Llama dial-up. You know, when you had the fi- used to have a 56K, you were a god. Nowadays you're kind of like a leper. Nobody wants to be around you. It's like get away from the from the lagger. You got dial-up. Seriously, and 56k used to be the shit. You mean you used to have like a ping around 200? Seriously, people used to worship you. Of course, then there was those of us who were lucky to get an ISDN or like a T1 eventually, which is what the the store ended up getting is they actually shelled out for a T1 because we had a couple of different divisions we were playing at the time when we were sponsored then. And uh, I mean, you're getting like a ping like 30, and everyone else is like three or four hundred. Eventually, after a couple months, they did have enough broadband that they actually started breaking up the divisions between low-ping bastards and high-ping bastards. But uh, by and large, I, it was pretty cool. They have a, an actual dial-up modem that didn't suck. I mean, back then, you could actually play with a 14.4 modem, and it wasn't that bad. So, Dogbert saying, yeah, I play with people like that. Some people are actually awesome players when drunk. I was perfectly fine playing uh, Team Fortress sober. Look, you had to be drunk to play Team Fortress. That game was so boring. My God. Stripping skin off my arms would be more entertaining than Team Fortress. Seriously, that game sucked. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's after 8 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and cook my steak. I hope everybody enjoys, at least in America, I hope everybody enjoys, and you British people, enjoys the July 4th weekend. Uh, July 4th is tomorrow. I'm going to see some fireworks later this evening. So, everybody, I hope you had a lot of fun. I'm glad you tuned in. Remember, there is no live Emperor's Court to our next week. It'll be uh, instead of we're going to have a tape delay. We'll have it, uh, I'm going to probably tape it Friday. It'll be posted in the archives. We'll be able to tune in and download it then. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, a lot more to discuss. Th- Ooh, those are nice. Uh, a lot more to discuss uh, next week. Again, keep in mind the question is, which of the uh, classes remaining do you think requires the most work if you had to start from top to bottom? And you know what? And let's hear about professions too. Which professions do you think need the most work from top to bottom? I think everybody should agree that alchemy is at the top. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody. <laughs>